Instead of Friday, could you possibly switch to Thursday? You'd be doing me a great favor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. This is... Not episode 80, it's episode 21. It's episode 21. Movie number 80. Of Top Shelf AFI. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Lindsay. Hello, Jeffrey. That was an awkward opening. It was an awkward (laughs) opening. You should have heard what we were talking about before the opening started. I like to just start recording and then we go into the episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this works. It is. We take a nod from the Nerdist. Indeed. Very much Wherever it starts, it starts. That's what we do. Pretty much. So what was this movie? The Apartment ooh, from 1960. Also another 1960 movie. Yep. It's a comedy, drama, romance. So not Spartacus. It's a, what did we call it Yes, last week? Did we say it on the air? It's a Ramamedy? Ramamedy. Yes, Ramamedy. Yes. It's a comma. Ramamedy. A comma, dramedy. Comma. Okay. Comma, yes. dramedy. Two minutes into the episode yep. and I've already lost words. That's a words. new record. It is a new record. It's just going to start next time with me blabbering something. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Uh, so, yes, The Apartment. Um, 1960, as you said. Uh, in the same time frame as Spartacus Spartacus. came out. Same year, everything. Yeah. And um, I liked it. I did, too. You like it? Yep. It was good. In fact, I said, this is a lovely movie. I would like to own this. Yes, that was the first thing you said after the credits. So, I enjoyed it. It's good. It's a good movie, and uh, we'll obviously talk a little it's more about it. It's one of the it. first comedies that we've had? Um, like comedy, kind of. Comedy? Uh, I, mean, I guess more Toy traditional Story? comedy? It's the traditional 60s. It well, is the more traditional comedy, I would have to say. You are right. Because a lot of the stuff we've had are dramas or, you know, thrillers or Okay, suspense. and I had the opera, but... Okay. That's a different... But see, that's a different type yeah. of comedy. Same that's with Swing Time comedy. and Bringing Up Baby are both comedies. This is probably the most recognizable of like the standard like rom com format. I think it's I think it's yeah, I think it's it more of the modern li- day rom com. It's a little dark yeah. in the middle, but I was not aware that, that this film went that direction no. at all. I mean I know of the movie, but I didn't realize it was gonna go there. I didn't know of this movie. I I I like Jack Lemon. See, I yeah. know the whole Billy Who Wilder looks thing. Like Colin Firth. Yes. Yes, you continue to call him Colin Firth the yep. entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine it's so, with that. It's so weird because honestly, growing up, I, you know, my first exposure to Jack, the Jack Lemon, would have been the the original Odd Couple. But I don't know him from the Odd Couple. I know him from Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> sexy, sexy Jack Klugman. That well, no, not that Odd Couple. Oh. <laughs> the movie oh. um, before the television show. Oh. So it was. They did the movie first, not and then the show. Not sexy Jack Klugman. Sadly, not sexy Jack Klugman. Sad but no, Jack. I I know. Know him from uh, I know him from Grumpy Old Men, so that's my mental image of Jack. Uh, damn it, of Jack Lemon, not Jack Klugman, is is uh, Grumpy Old Men, older Jack Lemon. So it's really cool to see him as a young guy here and looking like Colin Firth. Yeah, apparently looking like Colin Firth. He so. looks like Colin Firth. <laughs> well, let's get on to your uh, the, the summary of the film. Hold on, I'm creating art. Would you stop creating art on a podcast that's all audio based? <laughs> No one can see that. <laughs> Scribbling in my nose with my highlighter on my app on my iPad. All right. So, so it was an 8.4 out yes. of 10. There is no Metascore. No Metascore. No Metascore. 8.4 out of 10? 
Yep. Yeah, I, it, I, Spartacus it, was only an 8 yeah, out of 10. Solid I, 8 out of 10. I definitely think this film definitely deserves that 8.4. Yep, and it moved up 13 spots. Okay. Wow, so it actually... It was at number 93, and wow. now it's at number 80. Yeah, it did, do a, it did do a good jump there. That's cool. Yep. What? Whose spot did it take? The Wild Bunch. Wild Bunch moved up a spot. Oh, so they both shifted up, which is yep. our next film. Yes, it is. Which Not we'll talk about that gun. later. Yep. Jumping the gun. Um, my summary Your summary. Poor Jack Lemon. <laughs> and then, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men. It's You're gonna expect era. me to write all of that on the website. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You can just write Mad Men. You don't need to read. Home's the Mad Men theme. Mad Men, Mad Men, <laughs> Mad Men. I'm a season behind on Mad Men. And it, then, why is everyone trying to kill themselves? I don't know. Spoiler. <laughs> this movie is 1960. It is 50. 53 uh, actually, no, it's years old. Yeah, 53 years yeah. old. So get over so it. So spoilers, people uh-huh. try to kill themselves all over, like, the third act of the film. Yep. I think there's about four acts in this movie. Yeah. You think it's about four I acts? So. Probably. I guess I guess it could be a three-act play and that, that all stuff happens in, like, the second act because the third act is the whole, like, yeah. hey, everything's going better, fine, whatever. But, uh, awesome. Well, hey, let me do my awards first. Okay. Quickly, because I don't have a whole lot of awards. Oh, yeah. Um... The film was nominated for 31 major award nominations, uh, 10 of which, 10, both this hands, many. this many, this many. Uh, were Oscars. Oh, wow. It was nominated for uh, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Jack Lemmon, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Jack Crucian. Apologize if I butcher that name. Okay. Best Actress in a Leading Role, Shirley MacLaine. And then Best Cinematography and Best Sound. That's what it was nominated for. It also won Best Art Decoration Best Director for Billy Wilder, Best Film Editing, Best Writing, and Best Picture. Nice. So it was the Best Picture film. Fun fact, it beat Spartacus. Which is proof. <laughs> Which is proof. Spartacus is not a good Yes, uh, for Best Film Editing. They were both in the same category together, and this film beat it. Okay. It also obviously uh, Spartacus. Wait, it won Best Picture. It won, and it also won Best Picture, Best Director, okay. Best Writing. So I mean, we segued a little with the Best Editing. I'm sorry for the yawning. <laughs> I've had a really long couple of days. We are sorry. gonna have to put subtitles somehow on the podcast. <laughs> I will stop. <laughs> Um, Sorry. And then the film was entered into the National Film Registry Yay! in 1994, which is why it looks so good. The it copy did. we looked, we were watching. We watched the Blu-ray version of yes, it. Yes, we were watching. And I was um, amazed, as I said in the beginning, but I, I after... After seeing what the film was about, I guess I understand why. Normally, back in the 60s, they don't, they wouldn't have done the super widescreen, the 2 by 35 by one This might have been 2 by 40 I'm a nerd. Yeah. It's the real widescreen format. Right. Uh, most of the films back in the day... Because this is black and white. That was the other thing we should have yes, brought up. Yes, this is in black and white. Same year as Spartacus. But same it's done in black and screen white. Resolu- uh, screen ratio, but... Yeah, this one's done in black and white. Normally, these types of movies, these these rom coms and stuff, would not have been done in the two by forty or the two by thirty five. It would have been done in the more, you know, cheaper format because that format was expensive to use. Right, that's why they use it on the epics. Right, usually, yeah, usually epic films like Ben Hur and Spartacus and those types of movies would have used it, not for this film. So it was. I was just intrigued that it 
it used that wider format for for a, a black and white comedy. But the only thing I can think of is that because Billy Wilder was already such a predominant or was was a predominant filmmaker in that time right. that obviously, you know, he wanted that quality of film. And it, it looks very beautiful. It looks very, very pretty. I definitely, uh, that's kind of, so I guess that's kind of my technology-ish. It's just me gawking over the Fair enough, ratio. that works. It happens. So, but that, that's all I got. It, it Really? I, I really don't have a whole lot for for awards. It beat, like I said, I just, I, I like that it beat Spartacus. I did too. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you texted me that like over yes. the weekend to tell me that. <laughs> when I found that out, I'm like, I need to tell you about this. Yeah, Jeff like could not let Spartacus go. <laughs> Like, I am making my own We recorded on Thursday and then went out to dinner on Friday with Karen. <laughs> and on the car ride out to dinner, Jeff's rambling on about Spartacus. I'm going to make my own edit of Spartacus. I really do. Which I'm I, sure we'll put on the website. I think I have I think I have a way to make I it work. I think I have. Work. I think I have. And I by the way, I the have. film itself was actually shot in 2x35x1. By by I just had to look that up. For those yeah, of you who are okay. listening at home, uh, the two Ooh, normal for formats... For those of you who are paying attention, yes. unlike those of us sitting in the room... Shut up and pay attention to my section. I pay attention to your section. <laughs> my section is just as important as yours. Mm, wow. <laughs> it is, because not everybody likes trivia. Oh, I said it. You're <laughs> um, The two standard formats for most things would be me. like one by 85... And the other one's two by thirty-five. One by eighty-five is closest to like your sixteen by nine. Your your television, right? Because more than likely you have a sixteen by nine TV nowadays. Most the population does. Not everybody, but most of them do. Do I have a sixteen by nine? Yes, because you're you have a flat panel, so yours is gonna be a sixteen by nine. So meaning the one by eighty-five will fill the whole screen. Two by thirty-five, you're still gonna get the black bars at the top and bottom of your screen. I like the black bars. I find them comforting. I feel like it's still a movie. Because I go have flashbacks to as a kid where if a movie filled the entire screen, that means we were watching a terrible did cropped you, version. But did you ever notice, and this is really random and I'm sorry for this, so I but um, like Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. is in letterbox for the first like five minutes and then switches to full screen? Yes. Because they used to do that because the credits would be cut off the side of the screen when they did the pan and scan versions. Oh, that's weird. Yes. <laughs> Which also means that that's a type of movie that may or may not have actually... Oh, I don't know if that was 2 by 35 I don't know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, they also would do... The letterbox stuff would also be a fake widescreen. Uh, because those types of movies would shoot full frame. Right. And then would purposely block off the tops and bottoms of the screen okay. to fill the theater scope. Oh, which is uh, why there's an example. There's a story I say I I I I proudly saw Good Burger in the movie theaters back in the day, and my copy of it, the theater did not properly mat off the film, so you could see the boom mic and shot three quarters of the film because it would have been where they would have matted off the film. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and I'm like, why the hell can I see? I mean, it's Good Burger, so I didn't give it a whole lot of credit. Welcome to Good Burger, Good Burger, can I take your own? He is coming back to Nickelodeon with a new show. Welcome to the apartment, everybody. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> by the way, Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't 2 by 35 by one so the reason why it's letterbox in the beginning was because if they did pan and scan, it would have cropped off the titles. Okay. I also had to look that up. I don't want to talk about movie format. Anyways, that's all I got for technology. Continue <laughs> with <laughs> your... <laughs> hey. Trivia. Trivia. See, you kind of did a theme song. <gasps> Who are you? You're not Lindsay. <laughs> all right sorry yes. go on all, all right about doing your for own those thing. who may not
not know. I think we discussed this on last week's episode, but I just want to run it past again for those people who maybe don't want, listen to all the episodes in consecutive order. Um, Billy Wilder wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. Billy Wilder is also known for Sunset Boulevard, which is on this list. Double Indemnity, which is on this list. Some Like It Hot, which is on this list. <laughs> So, the list is a little Billy Wilder heavy. Just a little bit. <laughs> is that what you I feel like I'm missing one. <laughs> yeah, Some Like It Hot, Sunset Boulevard, The Apartment, and Double Indemnity. Okay. Which, the uh, Double Indemnity, as I said, pointed out um, the... Oh, sorry, I completely just spaced on his name now. Great. Anyways, continue. So, okay, he also is an uncredited writer on the original Ocean's Eleven. Which, Shirley MacLaine did a cameo in. The Seven Year Itch. And Sabrina, and yeah, Fred McMurray was also is also in Double. Yes, 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 yes. I pointed that out when we were watching the movie. All right, so So he also wrote Ocean's Eleven. That's interesting. He's an uncredited writer on Ocean's Eleven because Shirley MacLaine has a cameo in that film. Thanks for stealing one of my trivia. Oh, by the way, one of your trivia is going to be this. (laughs) Oh, cross that out. Well, I'll just finish it. So Shirley MacLaine took and did oh, wait, a cameo. No. no, no, you did not totally ruin it. Stop okay. stealing my thunder. I'll stop stealing your thunder. Da, 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 da. Trivia. Trivia. That's going to be a thing now. <laughs> I like it. That's fine. <laughs> okay, yes, trivia. All right. Wilder directed Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. in the seven-year itch from 1955 and Some Like It Hot from 1959. He grew to despise her demands for star treatment and her poor work ethic and thus included the party girl Monroe-esque character in this film mm-hmm. towards the beginning. She, and you can tell, like, oh, oh, she's yeah. so trying to be Marilyn Monroe in yeah. that scene. Uh, not even in, like, a good I'm way. I'm not even going to talk about it. Like, I was going to go in depth with that trivia fact, but I'll save it for when we actually get to some Like It Hot in, oh, yes. like, two years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty high on the list, isn't uh, it? <laughs> Billy Wilder originally thought of the idea for the film after seeing Brief Encounter from 1945 okay. and wondering about the plight of a character unseen in that film. Shirley MacLaine was only given 40 pages of the, of the script because Royal Wilder didn't want her to know how the story would turn out. She thought it was because the script wasn't finished. <laughs> I wonder why he didn't want her to know how it turned out. I, I mean, I guess... When she, maybe when she was like, he was asking her to do the part... I mean, she obviously would know how it ended. She, she was in it, but in I mean, it. but I mean, I guess he could have hid it from her until they had, you know, till they got to that scene, so that way she didn't know, like, so that way her character, she would portray her character as being caught up with Fred yeah. Murray's character, maybe, I, I maybe, and not realizing, hey, you know, that I'm going to fall for yeah. him, maybe. I guess I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. In 1968, playwright Neil Simon adapted the screenplay as the book for the Broadway musical Promises, Promises. Mm. It spawned the hit song I'll Never Fall in Love Again, composed by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. Oh, I should go out on that Promises, song. Promises opened at the Schubert Theater on December 1st, 1968, and ran for 1,281 performances. The first Broadway revival opened at the Broadway Theater April 25th, 2010, starring Kristen Chenoweth. Who Jeff has met. I have met her. She's really nice and bubbly. Of course she is. Pretty much that persona that she gets, like, she gives, like, she admits. That's her real life. That's her real life. Because I, cool. so, I stood and talked to her for almost a half hour. She's really nice. She's a tiny person. She's a very tiny person. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but she's small. She's, like, what, five-something? She's probably, like, my mom's height. Your mom is kind of My mom's 5'1". Yeah, that's probably about right. That's about the right height. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> you people care so much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine filmed her famous cameo in Ocean's Eleven. Hey, I heard about this. <laughs> during a break in filming this movie. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you said, I thought you said, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, that was, I thought you had ruined my thing. Oh, no, I said something else about it too later. Okay. But no worries, you didn't ruin anything. Okay, good. I was, okay. According to Shirley MacLaine on her official website, much of the movie was wi- was written as filming progressed. The gin rummy game was added because at the time she was learning how to play the game from her friends in the Rat Pack. No name dropping or anything. Hmm. Likewise, when she started philosophizing about love during a lunch break one day, this was also added to the script. So the gin, the gin rummy thing was not nope. was not originally part of the show. Nope. Interesting. Interesting indeed. The office Christmas party scene was actually filmed on December 23rd, 1959, so as to catch everybody in the proper holiday mood. Billy Wilder filmed almost all of it on the first take, stating to an observer, I wish it was always this easy. Today I can just shout action and stand back. (laughs) This is the first Best Picture Oscar winner to specifically refer to a previous winner, in this case two of them. First, Grand Hotel from 1932, which Baxter attempts to watch on television but is too long delayed because of commercials. Bud's boss also refers to Bud and Fran having a lost weekend together in Bud's apartment, a reference to Billy Wilder's early Oscar winner, The Lost Weekend from 1945. Huh, so self-referential uh, comments in your own yep. film. Yeah. It's so meta. It is so meta. My God. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> ever. I don't either. I hear it in podcasts. I hear people use the phrase. It happens on Community. Uh, they yell at Abed for really? being meta For being a lot. meta? I'll look it up. Okay. I'll keep reading. It was said that while filming the scene where C.C. Baxter sleeps in Central Park in the rain, Billy Wilder had to spray Jack Lemon with antifreeze to keep him from freezing. <laughs> he actually looked cold. That shot, like, that well, wasn't if, acting. That looked cold. If they shot the Christmas party on December 23rd... They were filming around that time, yep. I guess. That, oh, that's just weird. To get Fred... Shirley MacLaine, to look genuinely startled when her brother-in-law punches Jack Lemmon's character in the face, director Billy Wilder smacked together two two-by-fours two during the shoot. Oh, so basically just to make her jump? Yep. The nasal spray used by Jack Lemmon was actually milk. Real nasal spray, spray would not have shown up on camera. Oh, that would have hurt. Yeah, because you actually see it drip. That's gross. But you actually see it drip out after he Ew. shoots it up inside of it. Oh, man, that would... Oh, that would have stung so bad. So bad. Twelve different cities are mentioned in the movie. New York, Karachi in Pakistan, Natchez, Kansas City, Seattle, White Plains, Havana in Cuba, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Reno, Denver, and Atlantic City. C.C. Baxter is given a ticket to the Music Man and asks Franz Kubelik... To me, you know, they said it so many times in the movie. You think I remember how to pronounce? Yeah, because he always he always referred to her as her last name. Yeah, I don't even remember. To meet him at the Majestic Theater on Forty Fourth Street, the Music Man ran at the Majestic from December nineteenth, nineteen fifty seven, to April fifteenth, nineteen sixty one. It won the nineteen fifty eight Tony Award for Best Musical. It's a good show. I know you have some hatred for it because you played it. Yes. I, as a... Where's Dan when we need him? <laughs> I, as an individual... I don't like the music, man, because it's one time. <laughs> I, as an individual, who have only seen it once performed, dun, I enjoyed dun, it. Dun, 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 By the way, meta. Dun, 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 dun. The definition of being meta. Mm-hmm. 
is a term, especially in art, used to characterize something that is characteristically self-referential. Okay. So basically it just it means, means self-referential. self-referential. Stop being pretentious and just say self-referential. What is the matter with people? Because I think self-referential is a hard word to say. So we say meta and sound stupid instead? We like short words. <laughs> I like self-referential. Well, the word selfie was already taken, so... <laughs> Take a selfie, cause YOLO! Taking a selfie, cause YOLO. Well, we lost more people. <laughs> yep. Irregardless, I'm gonna take a selfie, cause YOLO. <laughs> oh, God, all right. I so, died a little inside yep, when I you did just too. did My that. brain just died in a little bit. Oh, my goodness. C.C. Baxter is just a poor accountant, but inside his apartment are two authentic Tiffany studio lamps worth hardly anything when the film was made, but are now worth between $30,000 and $40,000 a piece. I know those were. Yeah, for a concern, he was... But see, I figured it out. According to the money that he says he makes, he makes like ninety seven fifty a week. Yeah. He makes $759 a week okay. with inflation. He actually is not making bad money, but for a man of him, he's making more than I make yeah. right now. And he's an accountant. Everyone's making more than I make right now. That's true. The film's <laughs> classic last line was thought up by the writers on the set at the last minute. The shut up and deal? Yep. I like that ending personally. I have a feeling like what it what it harks to me. You ruined the ending for me because I'd never seen. I guessed. (laughs) It felt like that's where it was going. By the way, I guessed what the last line was. Oh, I thought you knew it. No, I took a shot at it. I it has the it has the feeling of the Empire Strikes Back. Um, Princess Leia saying I love you and Han saying I I know. know. Like it's that type of feeling where obviously. Obviously, they love each other, and they're basically just not screwing with each other, but they're just kind of playing coy. As if Han would play coy. Because it's a fish. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, is that all you had? That's all I have. (laughs) Well, I'll move on to This is one of those spacey episodes. It is one of those spacey. Sorry, everybody. And there's not a whole lot of content. I have three things I learned from this film. If you've been listening, you know I have had a ton of things in the past. This episode, not so much. I just kind of found myself just watching the movie. And then again, as we mentioned, when it kind of started getting a little darker there towards the second act, as if a uh, second slash third act, depending upon which way we we're going to discuss it, um, the film just, I didn't, the, I didn't find anything funny to say. So the three things that I learned from this film. Number one, at any given time in 1960, there was always at least three Westerns playing on television. This is true. Because <laughs> he flipped his TV, which had a really cool controller, by the way. It was mounted to his table. Yeah, had, I like, want a turn knob. It was awesome. Uh, number two. You wouldn't lose your remote all the time. Hell no, because it looked like a freaking intercom system, too. Uh, number two. Completely okay for doctors to slap the crap out of people in an attempt to wake them up. Oh my god, yeah. My god, I did not think he was going to do that. (laughs) Wake up! Wake up! Give me some coffee! (laughs) It just kept going. It did. And then my final, number three, frozen pizzas were first available in 1957 by the Celentano brothers. I actually did research. I know, you did research that. Because Jeff is like... Because they say something about a frozen pizza, yeah, he's, I'm just he, like, what? Yeah, because he said he had to go to the store because all he's got left is a frozen pizza. And I'm sitting there going, it's 1960. When the hell? I mean, I, I guess I didn't sit and think, like, when did they make frozen pizzas? I had assume, well, when did TV dinners get made? He had a TV dinner, too. 
Yeah, I think TV dinners were made in the 50s. Yeah, and see, I guess, but TV dinners to me are, I guess in my head, TV dinners are different than frozen pizzas. I don't know why. I, guess. I don't honestly know why, because they're still in a pan. You still throw them in the oven, you heat them up, and you and cook it. You still have a crap ton of preservatives that will kill you. Yeah. No, they'll preserve you forever. <laughs> you will not break apart. People are going to find our whole bodies in the future. But he made a comment about that, and I'm like, they have frozen pizzas in 1960? And I looked it up, and I did research. It was a company out of Minneapolis. Took a $1,500 loan out of a bank and made right. frozen pizzas. And they cool. were the number one selling frozen pizza in through, like, most of the 60s. Nice. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that's what he had they in his freezer. They have a love-hate relationship with frozen pizza. I love pizza. Don't love frozen pizza. <laughs> so that is all I have for things I learned. Um, thoughts about the film? Go. I liked it. You liked it? It was it was a comforting sense of normalcy this is, in movies yes. for me after having a string of somewhat out-of-my-element movies. Yes. The last couple of movies have been a little... Besides Titanic. Besides Titanic, we've oh, again we've had a lot of long films too. I mean, this was Easy this was. Rider, Sunrise, Spartacus. The apartment was not short though. No, it was two hours and five minutes. I could have swore it was like an hour and a half. But it's it was it was a good like the two hours that go by. It, they didn't really feel that much like two hours. The ground that oh, it yeah, covers. Two hours and five minutes. The ground that it covers was worth was worth it. Like it was very it was very well. It the story was very precise concise you know and right i felt really bad for jack lemon's character i know that's why i probably summer is poor jack lemon yeah because I, I he finally grows a backbone yeah and that's the thing is the and i mean i understand that was probably the point of the movie was showing like you know uh, he was just being nice and he kind of just kept being nice but you know for him to i just kept wanting to him have i kept shouting at the screen to tell him to just freaking tell the people the truth right? for once because he can't he, he just never keep... does i no. don't think no because because nobody because even at the very very end when the doctor comes in asking for ice he still continues to play off yeah. you know hey you know he made his comment the easy come easy go for the, oh, the girls yeah. and it's like he's still lying about it you just when is that moment that he's would he ever tell the truth and that's it it's kind of heartbreaking that he never just but he at least he does he, he grows a pair right and you know, tells off his boss. Spoilers. So, um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you think it's good where it's at on the list? Do you think it should be higher? Oh no, I think I'm glad that it moved up. I'm glad it moved up too, especially that many places. That many yeah. places. I can, I guess, I could see why. I think it is a good film. I think it was probably one of the first like real, like modern, like you were, like we were saying, romantic comedy. I think it's like one of the first modern romantic comedies. I think that's why it's. And it's brilliantly I wouldn't say written. it's the first, like one of the first ones. It's maybe one of the more. Um, yawn sorry, God. we're gonna start doing a drinking game every time you yawn. But, but um, but don't feel bad because my drinking game is me going. All right, that's cool because I say that <laughs> all the freaking time in these podcasts, and I I'm, I apologize. But if you want to start drinking, do it. Yeah, please do. Oh, <laughs> we will condone the drinking know. game <laughs> if you're of age. Oh, please do. <laughs> oh God. The producers and the creators of the show do not endorse underage drinking. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we, we do never not. did it. We never did it. <laughs> so, no. So I, 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 I like it on the. I like where it's at on the spot. I, I mean, I would actually be happy with it a little higher too because I thought it was really well done. I yeah, love the writing. I did too. The the scene. But I mean, he also wrote some like it hot, and that's true. way higher up on the list. That's also and true. And that's I think still a it's a better movie. And this isn't a this isn't a, like a, a a creative plot too for it because I don't think I've. I personally have not seen a plot like this in a movie. 
the whole concept of that he's using his apartment. You know, he's get, he's basically it's, he's renting. doing the male equivalent of sleeping his way up the corporate ladder. Yeah, except he's not doing any of the sleeping. <laughs> no, he's not. He, he's letting all of his bosses do the sleeping. Yep. Like it's weird, but it was it was an, it was a creative story, and it was very well written. The for those of you who may have noticed at the beginning of these podcasts, I'm starting to throw in a quick little short snippet of audio from the movie. Preferably one of my favorite scenes <laughs> kind of tends to be the, the audio clips. Titanic was Jack when they went to the dance party and then Spartacus. Do you want to go to a real party? Yeah. Um, Sunrise could not obviously have an audio clip because there was no sound. Um, I was contemplating just putting silence. But then, <laughs> and, then and then Spartacus was the I am Spartacus. That's so, funny. Um, but the audio clip from the beginning of this one is going to be from my favorite scene in this movie where he's trying to reschedule all of yes. his superiors to come to his place and he keeps calling one. Oh, it was so well written. I just, I just was enthralled. If I can find it on YouTube, I will post that scene onto the website. Cool. Because I think it was a good scene, so... But besides that, I enjoyed the movie. I, I liked too. it. You liked it. Well, uh, that's really all I have to say about it. That's all it. I got to watch the movie. It's a short episode. Watch it. It's a good one. Yeah, I. I There's it, nothing bad about this movie. No, and you know, I, I guess it could, held my attention, even though it was a little on the longer side for a rom com. But yeah, but the stuff that they dealt with, which we didn't really talk about, what happens. No, go watch the movie. And I think That's you should go job. watch it. So, like, I, I don't, I don't want to talk. But what happens in the middle of the film is what it was. What extends it a little bit from the normal rom com yes. because it definitely doesn't follow the complete classic no, cliche rom com story. No, it deviates. And honestly, that I think is why I actually now that I mention that, I think that's why it's on the list. I would agree because what it deals with is very, very serious. But they, you know, they but they still manage to make it work in a way that that works. I guess mm-hmm. is the easiest way to say it. So I watch agree. the movie, watch it, yes. go see it, find it any way you can. It's out there. I mean, it's in oh, the National yeah. Film Registry, so you're gonna be able to find it anywhere. Probably have it at your local library. Probably, or you know, Blockbuster. <laughs> Those don't exist. Uh, <laughs> blockbuster. Blockbuster. Um. So, what is our next movie? The Ooh, Wild Bunch. Number seventy nine. Oh my god. We're in the sevens. Oh my we're in the sevens. We're in the sevens. No more eights for us, no, man. No, we're in sevens. <laughs> the Wild Bunch from 1969. It is a two-hour, 25-minute long Western. It's a Western, which is our first Western. It is our first Western. It's not our last. No. Nope. I like Westerns. I, um... My favorite Western yes. to date is the remake of 310 to Yuma. That's not bad Christian with Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. I love Christian Bale. <laughs> I do. I love Christian Bale. I own, like... 15 Christian Bale movies. Yeah, you were going through them, I think, last I week when like, we were watching Spartacus. Yes. I own, like, in the last... I own every movie he's done in the last five years. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, With the exception of The Machinist. Because he looks like a... St- it's on, oh, it's it on Netflix. It's on that Netflix. Movie. It uh, is creepy, Colin. I couldn't finish it. Oh, he's just... No. He ate nothing but tuna and apples. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. Uh, that's a completely different movie. We'll talk about that off here. Um, <laughs> completely late. Oh, mess. okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right. So western for next week. That'll be interesting Ooh, to oh. to watch to check out. Um, I'll yeah. I've never seen the Wild Bunch. Me neither. So it'll be interesting. We're hitting we're hitting a handful of movies here that that neither one of us have seen. Um, I think that's a lie. I well just here like this area. Oh yeah. In the list. I'm not saying... We hadn't seen Sunrise. We hadn't seen The Apartment. We haven't seen The Wild Bunch. 
And then after the Wild Bunch Platoon, is Modern Times. Writer. Modern <laughs> Times, All the President's Men, Forrest oh. Gump, In the Heat of the Night, and Silence of the Lambs. I have trivia for Silence of the Lambs regarding uh, the awards. Oh, cool. So I, I so I already claimed dibs on that one. I figured okay. it out. Believe it or not, where I figured it out, in all places, The Onion. This weekend. <laughs> Reading the final paper yeah, edition, the final of the paper edition of the onion, I uh, I actually found out a, a decent piece of trivia about the film that I had Ooh. no clue about. But it regards the awards. We'll get there. Ooh. We'll talk about that when we get to number. It's <laughs> <laughs> number seventy four. <laughs> also, part of the drinking game is any moment where we make you deaf. <laughs> yeah. Or make a joke about something you don't understand. Oh. So keep drinking. <laughs> well, with that, I, uh, I'm looking forward to next week's. I am too. Thank you guys again for all your comments and apologize. Thank you, Thomas, again for pointing out our mistake in the last episode. We said one floor with a cuckoo's nest. And I haven't re-listened to the episode yet because I'm terrible. Um, I meant Clockwork Orange. Because we were talking about Kubrick if, films. Yes. And I'm I'm almost positive that's exactly what happened because it it was. <laughs> It was one of those things where, as I said on Facebook, our mouths don't work with nope. our brains sometimes, nope. and our brains just kind of start rattling stuff off. I forgot he did off. Full Metal Jacket, too. Kubrick? Yep. Is that on the list? No. Oh, okay. He also directed Dr. Strangelove. Yes, which is on our list. Yes, it is. Yeah, I knew that one, so. But, okay, well, with that, <laughs> is I'm waving my hands as a sign that says yeah. we need to go. I know you are. I can see you on my peripheral while I'm well, reading you're not I'm, doing anything. I was reading IMDb <laughs> trivia about Stanley Kubrick. Not trivia. I was reading his 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 stuff. Uh, his his disco, not his disc, his, his filmography. His discography. You know, you know, Kubrick, he recorded many albums he in did. his day. He did. He really did. Okay, we know that that's not true. <laughs> do not comment Please do on not that comment one. on that, that they're wrong on that one, because we know that's wrong. I try to make notes about stuff like that in the episode on the website when I realize that we're trying to make sure you don't think we're, we're that stupid. I know she's a brownish area with points. <laughs> Development. Oh. <laughs> so I keep doing this, the action with my hair. I kept oh. messing with my hair. I know she's a bronze area with points. It's always been so pointy. You know, I'm so glad we do so many visual things while recording our podcast, our audio podcast. <laughs> Let me go over here and <laughs> dance for a little while. Jeff is not actually dancing. He was just running in place. I was just running chair. in place. It's weird. This is me dancing. I wish you guys could see it. It was hilarious. I've we'll record seen. a video version of this one time and post it. Oh, God. It'll be awesome. No, it won't. We'll do it when we get, like, fi- terrible. number 50. Number 50 of the episode of the podcast. What is number 50? It would be Lord of the Rings. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it is. That one, when we get to number 50, ah! we'll record a special video okay. version of us recording the podcast. Okay. Okay. So. We got some time, yeah. so don't worry. We have we have about a half a year yeah. before that happens. So, anyways, we, we need, need to, to end, end this episode because the episode is becoming normal length. Oh no, <laughs> we need to end this. Okay, Jeff's gonna edit it. Well, yeah, I'll edit a little bit. But anyways, it's all uphill from here. Yay! Yay! I don't think we did our normal. You didn't say goodnight to Radio Rahim. I did in the very last quickly. Episode. I think. Oh, okay. Goodnight, Radio Rahim. Thank you. Yeah, swivel puss. Yeah, swivel puss. <gasps> did I say it right? You did. Damn it. <laughs> Pussy Way willow. Pussy willow. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs>
For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.